0: Thomas Frank gave up his podcast and his three million subscriber YouTube channel. He did this to take a huge bet on Notion. He now makes over $100,000 per month selling Notion templates. In our last video, we highlighted the BDB creator and we brainstormed three ideas for Thomas Frank to take his business to the next level. This includes selling more templates, starting an implementation agency and building a tool on top of notion we sat down thomas frank to hear what he had to say about our ideas let's get right into it why did you go from productivity to notion and why take a bet on notion
1: so i went from productivity to notion because i was very interested in notion and something about me i don't have the most strategic cutthroat business mind in the world i kind of just follow what i'm very interested in i'm kind of a slave to my passion so i found myself starting with notion because it solved problems that no other tool could solve for my particular business workflows. And then as I got into just building things for myself, I started falling in love with just building on the platform and learning its ins and outs, getting very deep and technical about it. And so it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to stop doing productivity now and I'm going to start doing Notion now. Productivity, friendship ended. Notion is my best friend now, right? I was more like, can I build a side project teaching Notion? And the idea was, what if you could create just the go-to resource for something niche? And I just wanted to see what that could do. But when I started the channel, I actually did not yet know what my monetization strategy was gonna be. I did know that productivity software and anything that targets professionals who are trying to improve their work productivity tends to do pretty well in terms of AdSense rates. If nothing else, I think I can scale this up to an extra couple of grand a month on the AdSense side And it was also just sort of this like holistic thing. I recognize that this platform is getting a ton of traction. I'm having a ton of fun building in it. And I think it's going to keep going in the future. And I've always believed that the best opportunities exist at the intersection of what you're good at, what you like, and what there is a market for. I, you know, taught that in college when I had college in Boogie and taught personal branding. And I'm like, I love Notion. I think I'm pretty good at it. And people seem to be really receptive to the stuff I've done on my main channel. So let's just see if I can make the ultimate resource teaching it. At the time, the template thing was like, it wasn't even a thing. People did not think that templates could be a viable product. I remember lots of people being like, who would ever pay for a Notion template? Some others were like, well, you could sell them, but for five or $10, no more than that. And I just started coming to this realization that the system I built for my YouTube production pipeline did not exist in any other singular software tool. And legitimately improved our productivity. And I'm like, Let's, what's the worst that's going to happen if I try to sell this for a couple hundred bucks? You know, the worst that happened is it doubled our income overnight. And I just was like, okay, well, now we're going all in on Notion.
0: One thing that I noticed too, was that you don't run any sponsorships, brand sponsorships or ads mm-hmm. purely. It's a kind of fun fasting from a monetization standpoint, because it's very different. What would kind of surprising for that? And what have the sales been like over time?
1: We'll start with Ultimate Brain and hitting 100K per month. So that was a surprise. And the first template, which was Creators Companion, and that's basically my entire YouTube and content planning pipeline turned into a tool. Even that was a surprise. So going back to last year when I started building that, I took a cohort-based course from the OnDeck company and it was like basically a course for course creators. So my initial thought with the channel was maybe I'll make courses and that'll be my monetization strategy. And as I'm taking this cohort-based course, I'm learning a lot, but I'm starting to realize like I don't actually want to do this. I don't want to run cohorts. Yeah. I'm not the kind of guy who wants to show up for a scheduled Zoom meeting and put people in the breakout rooms. It's just not me. But what I do want to do is maybe dabble in creating a product. So I took, the first thing was our, our YouTube, our YouTube production pipeline, essentially, turned that into a template. And my initial thought was, this is going to be, maybe an extra three to four grand a month. That would be cool. Like extra beer money, maybe it pays for our studio rent, scaled up to 15k a month, almost immediately. And I went, well, dang, this is a video, essentially, because to be transparent, we were making between like 10 to 15k on a sponsor at the time. And I'm like, cool, this means I can, instead of trying to do a video per week, I can do a video you know, every other week, and we're still making yet another video's worth of revenue just from our product over here. And I knew the next template I wanted to do was going to be a personal productivity one. My white whale of sorts since I started using Notion was can I build all of my productivity systems inside of it? Can I basically like replace Evernote, Todoist, Google Calendar, all that kind of stuff? I haven't gotten there yet with Calendar, but after four years of deeply learning the platform, I was able to build a note taking system I'm happy with merged with a project management and task management system that I'm happy with. So it was really like, I'm building this for me. Let me put in some features I know people want, like GTD, like Tiago Forte's para-organization system. Released that. And I think like the first day we did 14 grand in sales. And then it just was like, boom. First month, I want to say we did like 80 grand. Then the next month was like 90, then 100. And the crazy thing is it kept going up. How these and. Since then, it is stabilized between like 90 grand and 110 grand a month on average. So it seems to be pretty stable. I perceive that to be the fact that the video I made about it has quite a lot of longevity. It continues to get views. However, I am aware that eventually that is going to taper off. There is a finite audience for that one video. So One key part of the strategy going forward to answer your question about 2023 is continue making content that serves that audience. And there are so many different topics I know I haven't covered. Just to name a couple off top of my head, like a a notion build guide for para for people who want to implement Tiago Para in notion, how to take notes in notion like goal setting year end reviews, there are so many different personal productivity related topics that we could make targeted content for. And that will help to drive sales through our pipeline.
0: I think that's brilliant. How are you thinking about your main channel? Because we also noticed that you haven't been posting as much there. Are you going to be spreading your time between both or mostly just going all in on this niche?
1: I'm very conflicted about what to do with the main channel. (laughs) There's a part of me that's like, wow, this is such an asset. It's got such this huge audience over there. And my initial intention was, let's take the main channel and continue to make general productivity content that sometimes at least, can point to a guy on the second channel. So very simple example. Maybe I make a video about like the ultimate guide to managing your to-do list. I can easily point to the ultimate brain tutorial over on Thomas Frank Explains while also mentioning other tools just to keep things general. So I, I think like strategically, there is an opportunity there. However, I personally believe you get the best results when you just focus all in on one thing. And I see a lot of people Basically echoing that point, there's a, like the former CFO of AppSumo, I follow him on Twitter, and he's just like, if your company has more than three goals, you don't have any goals. I'm like, damn, damn, I already have a lot of goals with just the second channel. So I don't know, maybe, maybe that channel just stays dormant for a while. I don't worry about it too much. I remember being a younger YouTuber who didn't really know much about the inner workings of YouTube. There was this common belief that if you stop posting for a while, your channel dies. Now we know that to not be true. We've seen people come back from the dead for like three years of inactivity. Mm-hmm. We've seen people completely pivot their strategy on one channel and gain a whole new audience and do better than they ever have before. Steven Bridges is a great example. Went from, I can't remember what he was doing before, but he pivoted to card counting vlogs where he goes into casinos and like films himself <laughs> counting cards. 100% pivot from what he was doing before and he's got this great new audience. So I know like the channel's there. And every day that goes by on YouTube, but also every other platform that has followers and subscribers, those followers and subscriber counts matter less and less because it's all about algorithms, essentially getting a sampling of data from the first people who see what you post and then deciding who to show it to after that. You know, on Thomas Frank explains, we have 100,000 subscribers and we get 70% of our views from non-subscribers. Yep. So I'm not too worried about like leaving that in the dust. I am worried about pulling my focus in too many different
0: directions. You've had a great track record of doubling down on what's working and making the hard decision to stop working on things that are like kind of working. Startup world, we call that V-Land where it's not really working and it's not working. So it's kind of in this middle zone. So you can kind of trick yourself to keep maintaining it or working yeah. on it. Great example that would be your podcast. Yeah, so exactly. You know, like, you know, double down on on this i would say that's probably a good transition into our ideas
1: the first thing i'll say kind of as a teaser but also just an answer to you we are building a tool on top of notion Awesome. Uh, we've been building one for the last six months i can't yet say what it is but i'm super excited about it i hired is just like obsessed with it we're on the same page we're so excited about what we're building here it's not necessarily a task management tool though it might have some ability to be flexible and evolve into something along those lines uh, but yeah more detail coming in the near future about that have also thought about the agency model and i think that you're 100% right it would be a great way to get feedback about the problems that agents or enterprise people are having with notion and i do get a lot of that feedback already because i just get tweets all day long from people complaining about notion to me they're like can you can you get the team to do this faster if you ask them maybe they'll do it which no, unfortunately. But yes, it's something that I wouldn't want to do myself because I'm very much like the Tony Stark character who wants to go in a cave and build something out of a box of scraps and then go on stage for 20 minutes and brag about it and then go back into the cave. That's like what I want to do for the rest of my life. And then working with clients and like freelance is very much the antithesis to that. But I do have somebody who works for me who loves community, loves working with people, wants to do this so we've started dabbling with a model where instead of me setting up and owning the agency i'm kind of referring clients to my own contractor for his business to work with them and then we'll see how that evolves in the future and then yeah for now the the big focus is i want to build like a complete end-to-end educational resource for notion so if you're a beginner there should be an answer if you're intermediate there should be an answer if you're going all the way up to building with the api or trying to integrate Notion with other tools, there should be an answer there. And the idea behind that is like, you create the ultimate destination where if somebody asks another friend of theirs, like, where would I go to learn Notion? There's not even like a hesitation in that person's mind. They're just like, you go there. Whether it's about databases or formulas or basic page layout or API, it's all there. And I think once we have that basic content, we'll be able to expand into maybe niching down to serving enterprise clients or niching down to serving personal productivity. And I think that'll just kind of be a factor of where we want to go and where my interest is at the time.
0: That's awesome. It sounds like there's a, l- a lot of how we're thinking through. You're already like five steps ahead and kind of already implementing it. I think we're, we're absolutely on the same page here. I'm trying
1: to think of like there are other opportunities in the Notion space besides like agency, building tools, and then selling templates in, and selling courses. The other one, I guess that maybe you didn't mention was adding paid courses as an offering yeah. as well. Marie Poulin and her team have been very successful with that with Notion Mastery. And they do it with a a cohort model or at least a a very live heavy model where they have office hours quite often. And they charge a premium for that. So one opportunity I see is lower priced courses, maybe self-paced, maybe even, you know, not a membership, but just like you buy an individual thing. And uh, I think that'll be our first experiment with additional monetization on top of templates going into 2023.
0: Let's say Thomas Frank Empire. Like, what does success look like in two, three years?
1: I want to be a rich academic. That's great. I love that line right there. So what that means is I have essentially zero interest in trying to build the biggest business possible. The idea of doing something like a VC-backed startup is just like my nightmare. Well, being president is nightmare, but it's the second nightmare. I want to be bootstrapped. You know, I want to have enough money where like anything within reason, I could just buy it. I think everybody yeah. wants that, like yeah. live where you want to live, not have to worry when you go to the grocery store, go to a restaurant. But yeah, like the there's no motivation for me to be like a hundreds of millionaire or billionaire or anything like that. You just kind of get to the point where like additional money is sort of just scorekeeping. Unless you're very interested in the things that super high net worth can buy you, be it a private jet or being able to influence congressmen, neither of which I really care about. So yeah, I just, you know, I want to build a sustainable business. I want to make sure that my team, number one, remains small. So I'm not getting too in over my head on management, but also that, you know, my team's goals are taken into account. So, you know, hopefully my team is able to also make significant amounts of money off of what we're doing and do it stably. The other thing is like everyone on my team is kind of on the same page where they want to be able to teach people or do the work they're passionate about every day and, I think we're kind of on the same page that we don't really all want to be billionaires. Yeah. It seems like most billionaires spend most of their time working. <laughs> I want to have time to walk my dog and go to the gym. The biggest thing is truly really the thing that makes me excited is getting super in the weeds on a detailed project that forces me to learn something I don't know already and then getting to teach that to an audience. That is like the gameplay loop that I keep coming back to.
0: Yeah, yeah. I call that concept "I wooed," which is financially independent work on your own terms, and mm. having that right balance between because you can definitely if you're really into like working really hard, and I, I do agree with you that every dollar above a certain amount is very marginal. So I think you're approaching it correctly.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing a post on the uh, the Fat Fire subreddit, which I guess is people who've retired early but with a lot of money yeah and it, it was guys like you know 100 million net worth or something like that here are my regrets after five years of fat fire one of them was don't buy vacation homes just yeah, yeah. just get the cool airbnb because yeah Jeez. you're gonna have yeah. to get a property manager or get it's a job there and fix stuff yourself yeah so I'm like cool I'll file that away even as annoying as Airbnbs can be sometimes i get to leave them and forget about <laughs> them
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah like so-
1: same to what you said i just I don't know. What really drives me is like, can I make this?
0: Free? Yeah.
1: When I monetize something, it's like, well, let's use this as an enabler so I can make more free stuff because I'm more excited about that.
0: Yeah. I think you just follow what excites you, what gives you energy, work with the people that you want, have the right balance in your life and prioritize the things in your personal life that matter. Anyways, we're a huge fans. So hopefully we can share this, inspire others to follow your path and help others too.